0: Joined on the line now by Mohamed Nana of NetBank Capitals. Good morning, Mohamed.
1: Morning, Sakina. Morning to the listeners.
0: Now, Mohamed, of course, uh, you know, uh, the big focus this week is on the decision by the U.S. Fed uh, that's due out on Thursday. And I see, um, you know, the uh, bets uh, that are being hedged at the moment. Um, and uh, it seems as though people are betting mostly that uh, the Fed will hold off on raising rates.
1: That seems to be the case. I mean, Sakina, expectations around this Fed meeting, I, I must say, it, it's almost become this singular focus in markets over the course of the last few months, uh, which I certainly think is a little bit unhealthy. I mean, we've got to look at the bigger picture, uh, whether the Fed hikes at this week's meeting or at the next one. Uh, I certainly believe that a hike is on the cards. Now, I, I will hold out. I think that they're likely to, hold, uh, to, to to hike at this particular meeting. And The reason why I say that, Sakina, is that if they don't, they're effective squandering a a reasonably good opportunity to get off that zero lower bound in terms of their monetary policy. Uh, The expectations that people have been watching, I mean, you could look at a number of measures, the Fed funds, futures, whatever it may be, those have been remarkably volatile and they've been bouncing around quite a bit. But over the last week, you're correct, they've actually paid back their expectations down to, if memory serves, I think it's now only 20% of of the the respondents or the people in the Fed funds uh, futures market believe that we're going to see hike at this week's meeting, and that's the reason why we've actually seen the dollar come under a little bit of pressure. Uh, that's good news for us in South Africa. It means the RAND has actually managed to stage somewhat of a recovery. Uh, I'm still hopeful, Sakina, you know, that you know we, we might see the Fed take a path that a lot of people are maybe not anticipating, and that would be... What if they move the rates by less than 25 basis points? Uh, And the reason why I say this is that they're going to have to do one thing and one thing only, and that means that they they need to get off the zero lower bound at some point in time this year, but they also need to flatten the market's expectations around this hiking cycle. And they can either do that by going – by 25 basis points and then telling the market, look, we're not going to do anything for another year. Or alternatively, if they change the increment size lower, they would automatically change those expectations. Not a consensus view, I know, but it's one that I certainly think would hopefully uh, achieve a number of objectives that the Fed uh, are seeking to to get right at this point in time.
0: And then, Mohammed, um, today uh, here at home, I mean, all eyes on the current account data uh, that's coming out later this morning.
1: Yeah, so the big focal point domestically is is certainly the SARS quarterly bulletin. Now bearing in mind, this is for the second quarter of this year, uh, the main data print out of this quarterly bulletin, inevitably ends up being the uh, the current account. Now, this has a bearing on the RAND, uh, and it's it's unfortunate, I guess, that it comes in a week when we have so much event risk with the Fed, because that's going to take a lot of the focus. But let's bring it to the current account, specifically expectations there are for it to narrow from around, I think it was 4.7 or 4.8% in the first quarter. Uh, They're expecting that to narrow down to around 3.7%, obviously on the back of the fact that the weaker RAND has supported exports to... some degree, but at the same time it has curtailed imports. So I'm certainly quite hopeful that we see a nice consolidation in that current account deficit. Uh, obviously, the more of a consolidation we see in the deficit, the more positive that would be for South Africa as a whole and by proxy for the RAND. So so keep an eye out on that. But notwithstanding the fact that this is the second quarter number, the rand, uh, much of the RAND's weakness actually came through only in the third quarter. So uh, this is a trend that I would hopefully expect to see build as we go into the th- third quarter as well. So I'm holding out for, again, maybe a better number and maybe Maybe some consolidation on the back of that.
0: And then, um, Mohamed, just talk to us briefly about uh, the Chinese attempt to bring um, onshore and offshore yuan values closer together.
1: So so this was something that I saw over the course of the weekend. It didn't get that many headlines, but for me it's it's quite important because it's a signal of the bigger picture around China. So a lot of people don't know the Chinese run a dual currency system. There is an onshore yuan and there's an offshore yuan, and and they allow trade in the offshore yuan, uh, and and, and the values of these two tend to diverge. Now, usually there's around a $0.05 or maybe a $0.06 spread between the two, but they signaled over the course of the weekend that they want to bring the value of those two, uh, let's call them dual currencies, closer together. Now, this, again, is yet another signal that the Chinese are trying to liberate their capital markets. They're trying to uh, assuage the the IMF so that they can actually get the yuan included in terms of a special drawing right and, and have it seen as a reserve currency globally. Uh, like I said, over the weekend, we maybe saw a little bit of a compression in the spread between the two. It's now maybe around three cents there and thereabouts. Uh, but we do have the Chinese premier visiting the United States. Uh, I'll be watching that quite closely as well because there are certainly uh, geopolitical tensions between these two massive economies. Uh, let's see what comes out of that meeting uh, and uh, and like I said, we can expect more intervention by the Chinese uh, or attempts to try and integrate the Chinese economy a lot more with the world economy as well as trying to support that massive growth engine and they're still expecting 7% growth uh, for this year and, and even though that is a slowing, that is still significantly faster than much of, uh, the, the rest of the world is growing at this point in time.
0: Mohammed, thank you so much, and uh, speak to you again tomorrow morning. That was Mohammed Nala of NetBank Capital. Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM.